Welcome to Secondhand Therapy. <clears throat> sorry. Wow. I, I was in the middle of just... I'm sorry. <sighs> Welcome to Secondhand Therapy. Nothing? Okay, good. Welcome. Welcome to Secondhand Therapy. My throat's cleared. Oh, my God. We, we are not uh, licensed professionals. We are not doctors or therapists or e- anything like that. We're just two guys uh, sharing our experience with our own therapy sessions with you. Hopefully it helps out. Two men is what we are. You know, like guys? Too generic for you? Not works, but... Two dudes? Two men. We're two men. We're two men talking about our feelings. Yeah. Enjoy the show. I hate it. got my ass kicked again in therapy this week. Nice. Uh, Good for you. Yeah, she she did it again. Um Oh, buddy. Where where do I even begin? At the beginning. <laughs> what happened? So there I was, a young boy in Ohio. No, not that beginning. No. Okay. I You haven't, you haven't been young in a while. That's very true. In a while. I'm young at heart. Well, well, maybe. Okay. Anyways. Yeah, you eat a lot of chicken nuggets, but you know. Hey, keeps me young. So I'm in therapy and um, we're talking about uh, projects and business stuff at first. Yep. I'm just kind of unpacking uh, something that happened to me recently in, in exchange with business and friendship kind of thing. Not yep. you. Not you. I know. Okay. I wasn't worried. Well, I just thought I'd clear that up. Yeah. Your therapist knows you talk about me. My my phone starts ringing, doesn't it? (laughs) Because she says, hey, daddy. No. No. Little boy's running that goddamn mouth again. (laughs) Right? (laughs) That's what you think happens? (laughs) I know that's what happens. (laughs) You out of your mind? Your therapist knows what's going on. Oh, my God. So we're talking about business. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then uh, how do we get into this? So she, oh, we're talking about projects. And I did a project uh, a couple of years ago called Monsters, yeah. where I sit down with comics and I talk about the trauma that's hiding behind their punchlines. Yeah, we're not plugging things here, but go ahead. No, that's not a plug. I'm just saying if you want to see it, it's on YouTube. And there's five episodes, and they're each themed, and they're great. They're fine. So... I'm talking about that. And uh, she brings it back around and she goes, so what is, what's your monster? And I was like, well, grief, duh. Yeah. And she's like, really? And I was like, yeah. I I mean. She said, really now? (laughs) Anytime, anytime a professional therapist says, really? (laughs) You're like, oh, I'm wrong. That's always a great moment though. Yeah. Is that the wrong answer? Do you like it? Or no, when you know your therapist is about to call you on some shit and challenge you. Oh, buddy. I get excited a little bit. I get anxious. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, he's gonna. I'm gonna have to say something I don't want to say, and he knows it, and I know it. Read that kind of anxious. Yeah. Oh. Because I know he's like really no, and then I know like something's gonna come up, and I'm like, I'm gonna have to say what he knows I don't want to say. Mm. See, get a little anxious. I'm curious. I can't wait to hear it. I'm that kind of anxious. Yeah. Where I'm like, okay, tell me, tell me, tell me. Yeah. Well, some of us have the gift of insight to ourselves, right? Like we know when we come off anxious to people. Yeah. I, yeah. I know you don't have that. Go ahead. What'd you say? She said, really? And then she what'd said, you say? Really? And I said, yeah, I got the championships ring, baby. <laughs> I go, moms, dads, grandmas, everybody. I got the big ones. Yeah. And she goes, uh, she goes, I think you're, I think grief, I think you're masking with grief. Hmm. And I said, interesting. What? And she said, yeah. She goes, I think it's uh, I think it's a front. I think that uh, grief is a cover. I she, love it. she talks to me in like 90s hip hop terms. Yeah. I think you're fronting. Yeah. And, uh, and I said, I said, really? She goes, yeah, because grief is something that nobody's really comfortable talking about or to somebody about. Mm. So with you saying grief, then it keeps people away because they don't know. They're like, oh, okay, I got to get the fuck out of here. Oh, so, yeah, I'm not going to ask him about his dead mom. Right. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah. And so she goes, I think grief is, is kind of guarding the door. She goes, what's mm. your real monster? I was like, oh, fuck. You didn't say your penis, did you? <laughs> I should have been. If there's ever a time. That was a great setup. That's the perfect time. <laughs> What's your real monster? Let me show you. This dick, maybe. <laughs> no, I said. First of all, good job not saying that. Thank you. Go ahead. I'm growing. Mm. Again, this dick, baby. Yeah, right. Right, anyways. I Question. Said, yeah. A little off track. Having a big dick. Okay. <laughs> when it gets hard, mm -hmm. does it actually get bigger or does it just get hard? It gets bigger. Jesus Christ. For a while, I, was, I thought I was a... a it's like compound interest. <laughs> I thought I was a grower, not a shower for a long time. And you're both now? Yeah. Like, as I get older, the dick just has... I think it just has less energy, so he's just kind of like... <laughs> So you're, out you're, a, you're a grower and a shower now. Yeah. That's unfucking real. Stop wearing underwear. It's, keep, no, it's holding you, know you back. It, I understand why you don't buy Powerball tickets now. You won. <laughs> you won the fucking lottery, you cunt. That underwear is holding you back. Release the Kraken. I mean, it's holding me in, dog. <laughs> you got any? I, I got balls. You know? <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't be loose in the pants. That's not really. For me. That's not for me. Oh man, I can't, I can't be tied up. I can't be restrained. I don't like it. I know. I can see your dick from across the street. It's <laughs> fucking unreal, dude. <laughs> he hits the crosswalk button. I know. <laughs> All right. So your All therapist right. said, "What's your monster?" Yeah, and I didn't pull out my dick, and I said, "Good job." Probably body image issues. Hmm. Because I've never really been comfortable in my body. Mm -hmm. I always, I never feel like I fit in or look good. No matter what I, you know, change three or four times before I go out. And even when I show up to the event and I feel good about myself leaving the house, as soon as I'm there, I'm like, what the fuck am I wearing? Why am I wearing this? Like, yeah. I, 
constantly never feel like I fit in. It's more like self-image than it is body issues, probably. Okay. Yeah, it's just more... What do you mean by that, by self-image? I just never think I look okay. So it's not about... It's not necessarily my body where right, I'm like... Right, so, right. Hold on a second. Did you hear that? We might have to check the playback. But That's it, me talking. It sounded like... it's. I can't be sure, but it sounded like you started talking while I was still motherfucking talking. Is that what it sounded like? Sounded like it. Because that's what happened. Why are you interrupting me? I have ADHD. I'm a cunt. <laughs> hey, huh. fuck monkey. Shut your goddamn lips while wow. I'm talking. Wow, you're on one today. Buddy. I don't even know what I was saying now. What'd you say? Oh, now, now you want me to talk? Yeah, what'd you say? <laughs> so Refresh it, me. It's not necessarily body image issues. It's more uh, body uh, you don't like how you look. Right. Right. So stop talking. So, so it's not necessarily the shape or physique or size of you. Mm. It's your presentation. In, mm, right. Did you hear the question mark? Not because I wasn't done. There's more. It's more of your presentation as a whole. To the world. It's your overall confidence. Question mark? (laughs) Yes, but there is, there's a little splash of body image in there as well. Because growing up overweight and all that fun stuff. So there's a little, a little splash of that just for fun. Mm. Yeah. It's really annoying because you're very skinny. Real annoying. Yeah, but I'm not happy. No does, one is. Does that make you feel better? No. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's happy. You think anybody's happy? Oh, yeah. There's happy people out there. Wow. Where? I don't know, but they're fucking... I run into them every once in a while, and I'm like, hey, you know it all sucks, right? <laughs> so when you say you run... How do, what, when you say you run into people that are happy, how do you register that they're happy? Is it like an energy? Is it a... Is it an aura? Is it like what they're telling you? Like, what are you, where are you getting it? Yeah, it's a vibe. It's an aura. It's a a thing around them. They're just like, isn't it great? And you're like, no, it's all shit. Mm. Yeah, I never met anybody like that. Yeah, I kind of look at, I kind of look at happy people the same way I look at religious people. Yeah. I'm like, you're just too dumb to realize it's all shit. (laughs) Like, it's just, it's all bad. It's all bad. What's all bad? Just life. Your life or life? Just life in general. It's all shit, right? No. Are you a happy person? No. So which is it? Well, I think it's possible that I understand that it's not all shit, but I'm still not happy. I don't think those are mutually exclusive. That's interesting. Yeah. I had a talk with my therapist last week. I kind of prefaced it last week that we had a real existential thing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, my therapist basically, he just, he said, I understand too much. And I think that's kind of like what we're talking about when you say everything's shit. Um, I think in, in the big picture, it's real bad. Um, the world is not in a good place. Our particular society is 
there's not, there's not, it's not a good place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think, I feel like those kinds of things are on a macro level, but I think if you go micro and if you're able to, which is, this is something I really struggle with. If you're able to just focus on your own little bubble, then I, I do think you can be happy if, if you're able to just enjoy having a home and not worrying about having food. Like if you're able to enjoy just having what you need and not desiring for more, I really think that that's where happiness is. I think that's a kind of like an old Buddhist saying. Like on one side is what you need, the other side is what you desire. And if you can hang in the middle, you'll find true happiness. Hmm. Um, I don't know how to do that. (laughs) Yeah. But that is something that I strive for. So yeah, I do, I do think that in the big picture, everything's shit, but I don't think that means, uh, you can't be happy. I agree with that. Well, that's what I do, baby. Change minds one at a time. Can I disagree now? (laughs) You can, but we know you're fucking lying, right? (laughs) Papa Bear can smell a liar. Liar. Oh my God. Liar. You agreed and it's okay. It's okay, Papa Bear enlightened you. Yeah, you can be happy in the gray. Yeah, the gray. I struggle to be in the gray. I'm, I've just always been such a black and white person. I really am trying to get into the gray area of life and that things aren't supposed to be any kind of way. There's no right or wrong way. It's just there's always a way that somebody's going to do something. And that's okay. Is it a quote that happiness lives in the expectations or something like that? Well, if it is, it sucks. You got more? <laughs> is that the whole quote? Because I think I think the I think it's something like that, right? Because if you take away the expectations, and you'll probably always be happy because you're not expecting anything, right? If you're not, yeah. I think it's the same principle of just being happy with what you have and not desiring more than what you need. It's probably something similar, similar message, different words. Yeah. I'm just out here trying to live, laugh, love, you know? Good luck, dude. (laughs) Hey, spoiler alert, he's not doing it. Hey, man. You know? And that's okay. He's taking my punchlines now, but my catchphrases. And we know that, don't we? Now, body image. Really struggle with it myself. Yeah. Um, I actually did... Uh, coincidentally, ironically, whatever, pick a word, talk about it this week in therapy. And yeah, that is, that's really something I struggle with. Um, I, I don't, I don't know if it's that it affects my happiness. I mean, I'm sure it does. I don't know. I, I think it also just affects my peace of mind. Um, but yeah, I 
I, um, I really struggle with it. It's actually, so this past therapy session, um, yesterday for me, um, was my six month check-in and the two things when we started, the two things that I said I wanted to focus on were, um, self-love and body image and those were two things that have very rarely come up in the past six months, hmm. which was interesting. And I think, I think I intentionally kind of just steered away from those because there are two things that I really struggle with and that makes them two things that are very hard to talk about. That's so interesting. You would think that, that those would be the things that you want to talk about the most in therapy to like solve yeah. or work on or whatever. Oh yeah, I'd love to get them fixed. I just want to talk about it to do it. You know, I just, I think I hope to just like pick up tips here and there without <laughs> actually having to be like, yeah. hey man, my, my clothes are always tighter than everybody else's and I felt weird in elementary school. Like who wants to say that out loud? Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, it's, I don't like talking about it. And like this past week we were just talking about like words. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go. Like he asked me, he's like, how do you feel about the word overweight? And I was like, doesn't bother me. You know, how do you feel about the word fat? And I was like, don't like that word at all. Do not like it. Hmm. And he asked me why not. And the only thing I could come up with, and I don't know why this is for me, the word fat, it feels so cruel. Oh yeah. And he brought up the point that, a lot of people now are like trying to reclaim that word as like, I'm a fat person and I'm okay with it. And, mm. and I get it because if you can make a cruel word, make it your own and take the pain away that I, I don't, that doesn't work for me. I don't like that word. I do not. I don't call other people that word. I, I don't do it because I think it's really cruel and hurtful. And I never realized that before. Um, same with um, the word obese. Don't like it. Hmm. Thick, good with thick, good, fine with heavy. But fat and obese are like, they just, and we talked about the word obese a lot, and you hear it because it's a medical term. Yeah. And you hear people talking about, you'll always have these people talking about obesity, and they're talking like they know what they're talking about when really it's just a word for them. It's just like a way to describe a, a problem. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just, it's so odd to me to categorize somebody with like a medical word when you don't know, like 
Have you considered that person started eating when their mom died when they were a kid and that's how they coped? And maybe it's not a medical thing. Maybe they just have right. something they started doing when they, were, when they were a kid and never learned how to cope a different way. You know? Yes, we talked about words. You go. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's interesting that the two words that you're okay with are more object-related than they are human-related. Fat and obese kind of go with hum- humans, right? In medical terms and cruelty and this and that. But the two words you're okay with, thick and heavy, mm-hmm. you can describe a couch that way. You can describe yep. a fucking... They're objects. They're not necessarily human traits. And I'm wondering if that has anything to do with your psyche about connecting them to why you're okay with them because you don't feel like they necessarily attack you or describe you because they're not really aligned with human things. Maybe. Hmm. He also brought up the point. He's like, yeah, thick has kind of become a term that is, it's like a sexy thing to be thick. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay. That, that wouldn't make sense. Why I'll pass that one off. Um, yeah, that's an interesting thought. Never thought of it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get very uncomfortable when people um, use fat. Yeah. I use it against myself because... Yeah, I do too. I hate myself. We yeah, I do that. that. I'll call myself a fat piece of shit all day. Yeah. Don't phase me. <laughs> exactly. I'll do it again. But I get really uncomfortable if somebody... If I was <clears throat> hanging out in a group and somebody's like, look at that fat guy over there. I'd be like... Oh, don't like uh, it. Don't do fucking not like do it. that. Please don't do that. We have a friend mm. that refers to herself, themselves... Herself, it's a woman, yeah, as fat. And every time she does it, it just like in a proud way, or just like in a in a demeaning way. Like what? As just an adjective. Okay. Like yeah, there's. It doesn't seem like it's in self hatred. It's just a way that she describes herself, and she's fine with it. Oh, so instead of saying I'm a big girl, they say I'm a fat girl. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And every time I hear it, I'm just like, why do you talk to yourself like that? Mm. But I don't get like, it's not up to me for her to decide what hurts her feelings or whatever. Right. So although sometimes I just don't like it. And I want to, <laughs> I want to be like, Hey, don't do that to yourself. But if it's not a thing for her, then what do I have to, you know, what do I have to say about it? That self-talk is interesting. Cause that's, that's what connected the so the discovery in my therapy this week was you know i have terrible self-talk i'm always Mm -hmm. so negative against myself i'm never happy with again what i look like what how i'm dressed yeah how i'm presenting all of those things because you suck go ahead yeah um but uh that was a joke everybody we were talking about why or where I learned that from and mm. and everything. And growing up, my mother was that way. My mother had terrible self-talk. You would never hear my mother say that she was happy with herself or that she felt like she looked good. She was always, you know, she would spend out, literally hours on her hair. She would change her outfits all the time. Can she I stop would, you? Mm-hmm. Just for the record, your mother had an in impeccable afro oh my god yeah like (laughs) for the time she put in kudos yeah incredible okay go ahead 
Uh, and if she was here, she would say, it's not an afro, it's a perm. Well, it's real round. Uh, it's it, fucking afro. It's a sphere on your head. Yeah. Looks great. So Looks great, uh, Mrs. S. We love you. <laughs> so she was, she was, you know, always changing her clothes. She was ordering things out of magazines and they would come to mail and then she'd try them on and she'd hate them and she'd throw them out and or she'd send them back. Like she just was never happy with herself. And I grew up around that. It was never towards me though. You know, I was always handsome and looks great and you're great. And like all those things, always positive towards me, but towards herself, it was always, there's a, a story. Let me, mm-hmm. so in that she would do it out loud. Oh yeah. And, in front of whoever was around. Like it wasn't something she reserved for. Mm-mm. Okay. This, this story. So I was talking to my aunt years after my mother passed and we're just kind of trading stories about her and this and that. And she brought up when mom went shopping for her wedding dress to get married to Wayne. Mm-hmm. And they're out and my mom's trying on these dresses and she comes out of the dressing room and she looks incredible. And my aunt's telling her how great the the gown looks and all these things. And my mother's happy and she's looking in the mirror and then she starts like really looking at it. And then she starts staring at herself in the mirror in this beautiful wedding gown and singing the song, look at that fat sewer rat. Wow. Out loud to herself in this beautiful wedding gown. And that story breaks my fucking heart. Yeah, that's so sad. And so I'm telling my therapist this. And she said, uh, she said, well, what would you tell your mom if you could? And I was like, well, I would tell her she's beautiful and she looks great. And I would tell her that all the time, that she looked fantastic and her outfits were great. And we would go shopping together and I would pick stuff out for her. And like, I was always so positive with her because I know she was so negative with herself. Mm. And my therapist said, why don't you do that for yourself? And what's the answer to that question? Why don't you? I don't know. I know. It's hard, man. Yeah. She's like, all those things you wish you could say to your mom now, say them to yourself. So I got to grow an afro. I mean, that's the only answer. Self-love, I think, for me. It's too late. It's too late, I know. (laughs) But yeah, I thought, I mean, it just hit me. I mean, and then, of course, she's like, well, that's our time. See you next week. And I was like, "Uh, yep. Fucking A. Did it to me again. So since then, have you tried any of that self-talk? I felt way better about myself. Yeah. So so what I asked you was, have you tried any of that self-talk? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it works, huh? So far. (sighs) Man. Self-talk is key, man. Yeah. Are you mean to yourself? I mean, you're terrible to me, but how well, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> how do you treat a human piece of shit? Uh, how are you to yourself, though? You know, not great. Um, yeah, not great. But I, I kind of talked about this in an earlier episode. We talked about we have a friend that 
sits in front of the mirror and just says, I love you to herself. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of the same. Anytime I do try and I put the, um, the cognizant effort in to do positive self-talk, anything like that, it just, it feels so embarrassing. It feels so silly. Yeah. And I don't, why? It's just me. What am I embarrassed about? You know? Yeah. But I think it's something we talked before. It's just men aren't conditioned to sit there and be nice to yourself. Like you, you fucking deal with it and you get on with your day. There's shit to be done. Yeah. And <laughs> I've noticed that even when I do get with like, like I'll get out of the shower and I'll be looking in the mirror and I'll be like, I'll be like, dude, your shoulders are getting big. Like your chest is getting big. Like your arms look good. And then I'll turn to the side and be like, you fat fuck, do a sit up, you know? And yeah. it's like, I can't like, I can't just, I can't let myself have it. I can't just leave it at the positives. I have to be like, Hey, great, great, great. Don't forget about that fucking gut you got. You know, what's interesting. <clears throat> Because I was just going to ask you this, and I remember that my therapist asked me this. Mm. Whose voice is that? Mine. That's what I thought. Oh, here we go. Whose voice is it? I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was me because I'm an asshole towards myself. This and then she goes, it's not your voice. She's like, that's somebody else. And she goes, how about this? How about we name that person? How about what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I've heard this too before when the idea, now this is going to get fucking heady, but like uh, the idea of that you are, you are not your body, you are not your mind, you are merely the observer. Mm -hmm. And um, so that plays into like when you are out and about in the world and you have that voice in your head that goes, oh, that's a really cool tree and you hear yourself say that in your head, mm -hmm. that's not you. You're merely observing that thought, which makes sense because you're not... Oh, it sure doesn't. Go ahead. You're not the one saying that. You're hearing that. Somebody else is saying that. In, like, that's... So when you're talking right now, and I in my head I'm going, what a dumb thing to say. Who's yeah. saying that? I don't know, but I don't like him. Damn. You're merely observing those thoughts. And so that's the idea of like when you're talking about this self-talk and, and, and she's asking me whose voice that is, it's the critic. It's the, it's the voice that everybody talks about having in their head, that little critic guy or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, because you are not your thoughts, which is such a mind fuck. Yeah. <laughs> But I feel like I am my thoughts. Yeah. Because I'm, dude, I fucking live in my head, man. Mm. I struggle so bad with just being present in the, like, in the world. I am so much in my head. I hate it. I'm like a prisoner of my thoughts. There's a great book called The Untethered Soul. And I, I love this book. Did and you read I, the whole thing? I did. Okay. Did I you love, read it or listen to it? I listened to it on hikes. It's fucking incredible. Okay. And it talks a lot about the observer and how 
you can control that and get rid of it if you if get rid of it if you want it. All these things. Okay. Incredible book. I I love this book. I hate recommending it because <laughs> the cover art is so shitty. If you're going to Google this book right now and you're like, I got to look this book up, just know that the cover art is such shit. It's a fucking horse running on the beach. It's the dumbest, like, Hallmark fucking movie thing you'll ever see. The book itself is incredible. That's actually good you brought that up, Keith, because a bad cover, oh, I won't read it. Dude, if somebody, I, if somebody were to suggest this book to me and I looked it up and there was a fucking horse running in the ocean, I'd be like, yeah. well, not for me, now yeah. is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I just want to preface it. Fuck the cover. Yeah. It's an incredible book. Mm. Game changer. The other game changer, which I'm reading right now, is uh, The Mountain's You. You're listening to it. I am listening to it. The Mountain is You. And f- fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Do you have anything to share from the book? I'm not oh. being a dick. I didn't know if you... Oh, man. Y- yeah. I have lots I could share. <laughs> this chapter that I just listened to um, the other day was talking about how, um, and we've talked about this in private, how like the idea of like time works and how everything's kind of happening at once, right? And how I, yeah, I don't understand that at all. But yes, yeah, I'm way too stupid. Gotta watch Loki on Disney. It's great. Oh, I sure don't. It'll tell you everything you need to know about time. Daddy doesn't do Marvel. <laughs> don't give a fuck. So, um, but it was really interesting, um, talking about how you can ask your future self to sit down with you and meet you in a place, uh, in your mind, obviously, Mm. and they can give you gifts to help you out and help you realize what you need to be doing on decisions about leading to your future and all the other things, your goals and blah, 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 blah. But also what's interesting is it talks about you being able to meet past you as well to help with healing. And so you can, as just as future self is giving you gifts and guidance, you can do that for past self. And I thought that was super interesting. And so you can ask past self to meet you somewhere in your mind and you really visualize them and what age and what they, what you look like and all of those things. And you can tell them things or have them, you can warn them about things if you'd like. You can give them gifts, all these crazy things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll help heal some of those, uh, some of that trauma in your childhood. Sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to pick a place. You got to. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this fucking I'm, guy. I'm always running late, you know. <laughs> uh, I have a question for you. Yeah. In the spirit of body image Mm. and confidence with your lack of confidence Mm -hmm. and your struggle with body image. How did you end up performing for a living for so long? That's an easy one. Acceptance. Yeah. You just push through all the feelings and you're like, I'll get it from them. Yeah. I need everybody. And we've talked about, I need everybody to love me. Yeah, nobody does, but yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, so it's not really, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know if confidence has anything to do with performing. What? Has everything to do with it? Are you serious? 
when you think of these entertainers, you think of confidence, but really they're just riddled with anxiety and they're a fucking mess. A lot of people can't perform without drinking and shit like that. Like, but you didn't have anxiety until last week and you never drank. <laughs> That's right. So what are we doing? Only child need S- attention. Oh yeah, that's true. Were you, um, were you always class clown growing up or were you reserved in school? Uh, I don't know if it was class clown really, but like, yeah, I was always trying to fit in. I just kind of rolled with everybody, you know? You're like a social chameleon? Yeah. Oh, you were never like yourself. Right. Oh, you were annoying. (laughs) That's what that is. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you talk to anybody in high school? In high school? Yeah. Like three people. Exactly. Yeah. You're talking to the homecoming and prom king. You were prom king? Mm Mm-hmm. How many people were at your high school? Six? (laughs) My graduating class was 73 people. Oh, of course you were prom king. Shit, I could be prom king at a petting zoo. <laughs> the fuck? And homecoming king. And Same homecoming year. homecoming king. Wow, couldn't throw a football, but he was homecoming king. That's right, baby. Good for you. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but that's just because I ran in all the circles. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Were you really reserved? Oh, yeah. I was really quiet. Um, growing up, in elementary school... Always class clown. Always class clown. Always. I was always really good at sports. So, like, I would always get picked first at recess or in PE because, like, I was always a fat kid, but so athletic. I was like an anomaly. Yeah? Yeah. What would you play? Everything. Really? Yeah. I played basketball until I got both my ears pierced and the coach told me to take my earrings out and I quit basketball. Well... <laughs> Yeah, Shane O'Connor's not welcome on this court. That's right. Yeah, I played um I played organized well in elementary school I played basketball, soccer, even volleyball. Um and then I played organized baseball outside of school and I was really good at baseball. Really? Like I made the the majors, which is like fifteen year olds. I made that when I was nine. What the like, fuck? Yeah. I was just a little fat kid, but dude, daddy could hit, daddy could field, daddy could do it all. Did I cry when I struck out? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't talk about that part. That's so interesting. I never knew that yeah. you were a sports dude. Oh, dude. Did it carry over into high school? I played football in high school, but only one year. So not really. What'd you play? Kicker. What do you think I played? And I played a, one of them big workhorses up front. Dude. Yeah, there's a lot of positions on the yeah. line. Which one were you? Oh, uh, I played tackle both ways. Okay. Um, but my therapist asked me an interesting question this week about um, attention. Because I was talking about how growing up a fat kid and I was class clown because like that was my defense. Mm-hmm. Like if you're making people laugh, like they're going to like you. And then they're not going to make fun of you because they know you're funny. You'll make fun of them even worse. Right? Right. And we were talking about attention. We were actually talking about the podcast because it's done very well this first week. And um, 
we were talking just about the growth and how I feel about it. And it's very uncomfortable for me because I, I really enjoy doing the podcast and I'm, I enjoy that we're putting it out. Oh, that's it for me. Like, I don't, I don't like, I, I didn't have social media for years. The only reason I got social media was because I was moving to LA and everyone said, you have to have social media. You have to have your brand. It's the only reason I have it. And you know, my social media, I don't, there are no pictures of me. It's just photographs that I take and I put them up just so my page is active. And we were talking about this idea of attention. And of course it comes back to, well, how did you feel about attention when you were a kid? And it was just, I like the attention, but on my terms and when I wanted it, like when I wanted to make you laugh, I'll make you laugh. If I didn't want to be seen, I'm going to be the most quiet little statue in the corner ever. And I didn't realize that that had carried over into adulthood. Mm, interesting. Did you know that? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, we went to lunch a few weeks ago with yeah. a bunch of friends. We I talked was, about that on the pod. Yeah, I was betting that you would say three fucking words the whole time, even now. But I did. I did. I was. You good did great. For the, I was. I was good for the first half. The first half. <laughs> And then the second half, I was like, okay, I was exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. And I just shut down. We talk about this a lot when you and I hang out or go somewhere and you know, you'll, you'll be like, yeah, you have like this, you'll hit a mark and you're like, "Ah, I'm I'm done. Yeah. That's so interesting. Do you now go listen to episode two called stranger danger? Yeah. I don't like strangers. (laughs) Do you? Do you think that that is socially fair to do? To who? People you're with, people you're engaging with, people around you, uh, everybody but you. Yeah. Do you think it's fair to ask somebody to do something they're not comfortable doing? No. It's it's the same. So like... I'm just... I was just... No, yeah, you're fair. Um... And I don't want my tone to come across like I think you asked me a fucked up question because I don't. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't feel a sense of responsibility. Like I used to. I used to feel like I have to be the funny one. Like I have to make sure people are having a good time. I have to entertain. I don't feel like that anymore. So like I'll go out. I'll have a good time, but yeah, I am going to hit my social threshold and then I, I don't want to do it anymore. I'll sit there and I'll listen and I'll chime in when it's fitting, but I'm not going to sit there and smile and look like I'm interested in what everyone's saying because I, I'm not. This is a conversation. I'll chime in when it's fitting and that's it. You're not worried that you, you never... F- worry about how that comes across no because 
one, I'm never going to be in a situation where the people at that table or in that circle don't know me. So anybody there, they know like, oh, he's tapped out socially. And anybody new there, someone there can explain it to them. They'll be like, ah, yeah, don't worry. He just, he tapped out. He, he social anxiety. That's just what happens. It's not you. And they go, oh, okay. That's fine. Are you interested in working on that at all? Or not are you okay so with much. It? <laughs> <laughs> you just accept it? Like, yeah, it's just, that's just me. Yeah, because I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't think I'm, I don't, it, I, I'm open to the possibility that I'm wrong here. I don't think it's wrong to be like, okay, I, I'm, this isn't enjoyable for me anymore. Or this is, this now feels more like an obligation than it does an enjoyable, like a thing I'm doing because I want to. And that's more so what it is. You're not interested in working on changing that perspective to where it stays more interesting longer or. I don't, I don't have control over how interesting something is and for how long it is. Hmm. I don't have any control over that. Um, and I understand that just like I understand if I'm in a conversation with somebody, there's a point in that conversation that I could lose them. And they're like, God, I can't believe this guy's still talking. That's just what happens. It's part of life. And I don't, I think this is one of the, this is kind of comes back to something we've talked about before where you have this, like this intrinsic need to be liked people pleaser. Yeah. And I don't have that. I don't, I could give, I couldn't give a fuck if you like me. The people I like, like me. And that's good enough for me. I don't, if you don't like me, that's fine. Not, because the thing is, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Not everybody likes everything. Not everything is for everybody. Right. Like you ever met a person that doesn't like chocolate? Yeah. And you're like, what? It doesn't make sense. And that's fine. But a lot of people do like chocolate. And that is just a big piece of chocolate, isn't no, it? I knew you were going to go for this analogy. And no. That was a joke. But that's <laughs> my point. It's like not everything. Even you're, you're more like coconut. Was that a shape joke? We're talking about fucking body image all day. And you call me a round furry no, coconut. It's a texture thing. You're very textured. A coconut? Yeah. Sometimes you ever bite into something. You're like so excited about something. And you bite into it. And you're like, is that fucking coconut? That's kind of how it is with you. You're like, oh, this is a cool new person. And you bite into it, you're like, oh, it's fucking coconut. <laughs> I got tricked. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. As a former comedian, mm-hmm. how do you feel when you're the only one laughing at your joke? Oh, do you, you know, love it? Hey, guess what? What? I don't give a fuck about what anybody thinks. No, I know. I've seen you live. That's true. <laughs> um, but I know what you mean, yeah. You buy into the, yeah. So I was reading these things on like how you're supposed to improve your, your self image and all this stuff Yeah. today prepping for the episode. Cause I know you know you're not going to do that. So here's what I learned. I prep for the episode. I had sex today. 
Is it different than reading a book? This might help you. I guess that was rhetorical. What's going to help me? When you're looking in the mirror, mm-hmm. I'm going to preface this with something else real quick. Okay. Because you go to the gym a lot and you know about what muscles do this and what area works that and all yes. that stuff and your body's a temple, blah, blah, blah. Listen. I don't do the body's a temple, but I do, I do work out yeah. a lot, yes. Yeah, I work out a lot. I understand that I'm thick, assholes. <laughs> Here's what's going to help you. Yeah. When you're seeing yourself in the mirror and you're seeing things that you don't or aren't happy with, mm-hmm. think about positive things that that body part is doing for you. So if it's your legs, if it's your arms, if it's your stomach, whatever, start naming things that you're grateful for. Oh, jiggling? Cool. Sorry. Go ahead. See? I'm not good at see? this. No, see? That's wrong. <laughs> Don't say wrong. <laughs> So you could say, thank your stomach for jiggling for jiggling. when I laugh. It makes me laugh more. No, thank you for letting me know when, when things aren't okay. You know, thank you for this and that. Thank you, legs, for getting me down to be able to walk my dog this morning, things and that. Like, start thinking about the things that your body is doing for you. And specifically, those body parts are doing for you. I hear you. Sounds silly. It seems so silly. I struggle with the silly things. I yeah. get I get embarrassed, and I don't fucking know why, man. But yeah, that that does that does make sense. Who who who's gonna call you out? Me. You think I won't look in the mirror and go, "Oh yeah, good talk, you fuck monkey." You think I won't say that directly in the mirror? Of course I will. That's not you. No, I'm saying it out loud. That is me. <laughs> that doesn't stay. I'm trying to do it with my therapist. Name that, name that voice in your head. And Cletus. That way, there you go. And that way when fucking Cletus runs his trap, then you can yell at Cletus and not yourself. When Cletus is like, look at that fucking tummy. You're like, shut the fuck up, Cletus. I'll beat your fucking ass. You say that out loud. A little aggressive. Yeah. A little aggressive. Well, you know. Did you name yours? I'm thinking about Frank. It's the most boring fucking name. I'm sorry, it wasn't Cletus. Yeah, well, Cletus was the first one that came to mind. It's not good. I understand that. Yeah. Frank's a name you can, like, be mad at. Frank. Fucking Frank. You know yeah, what I mean? That's true. Yeah. It's a good one. Shut the fuck up, Frank. Yeah. It's a fun one. Yeah, it's not bad. That's not bad at all. Brian. Brian's a good angry name. <sighs> Brian's a great Fucking Brian. Because <laughs> Brian doesn't sound like, like Yeah. Fucking what does Brian know? Yeah. I gotta think of a good one. Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. It's a good tip. I don't know, man. <sighs> Socially tapped out. No, just wishing I was in better shape. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.